This Torah class is brought to you by TorahAnytime.com. All right, welcome everyone. Tonight we have a very, very, very special guest where I wanted to be a permanent, uh, not a guest, but a permanent, Vezad Hashem, Tizkelem Mizvot Parsa Shirazi. Tizkelem Mizvot is coming out from California. Came special, heard it, heard us, and Baruch Hashem, he's doing great, you know. He reached out to me, and I told him, where's the shiur? Right here, 2013, he's 13th, every Wednesday night, 9.15. So Baruch Hashem, Parsa, it's amazing that you came. All right, boys, I'm telling us, Three-pointers, that's extremely a, a lifelong a, a, a lesson. And I'm going to start like this. You ready? Let's start. If somebody would come to you and ask you the following question, right? What would you say? If, ready? Here's the question. Here's the question. question is, amen. if the question is like this, the question is, if, if somebody says to you, is it Lashon Ara? If you speak about somebody, and he says, I don't care if you speak about me. No problem. Let's say, let's say I go to you, I say, Stephen, you know, uh, I want to speak to Shonara about it. You know that juicy Shonara that happened to you? Is that you care if I speak about it? You care? And you say, no, 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 I don't care. Rabbi. You know, I really, I really couldn't kill us. You want to talk about it, talk about it. Is that considered Lashonara if I speak about it? Yes or no? A guy comes to you and says, listen, uh, <coughs> Rabbi, uh, you could say this story publicly. You could even mention my name. I know it's something bad. But you know what? Say it. Is that Lashonara? Kadash, what do you think? Atash. So, so Sarur says, no, this, okay, fine, I'll tell you the answer. You ready? You ready? I'll tell you the answer. The answer is with this following question and the answer. Listen to this. If you look in the parasha, there's always like a sequence. If You have to understand something. If the parasha is next to each other, right, then there's sometimes, a, most of 99.999% of the time, 100% of the times, there's a reason why it was next to each other. I'll give an example. The parasha speaks about Last week about Miriam, that she spoke about Moshe Rabbeinu. Moshe, why is Moshe different than all the other Nevi'im? Why is he separating himself from his wife? And then it says Moshe Rabbeinu was the most humble person. And then it speaks about what? And this is parasha about the Meraglim, about the spies. Now what's the common denominator about these sequence of events? And the answer is like this. The answer is, you might think, where Miriam spoke about Moshe, Right? So, you're right, it, you shouldn't speak about Moshe. But you say to yourself, but Moshe was anav mikol adam. So, n- notice that he's so humble that he doesn't care. You want to talk about me, talk about me. You don't want to talk about me, don't talk about me. Do whatever you want. Kamash Malani, you see from here, even if a person doesn't care, it's still a suit to speak about that person. It doesn't make a difference. It doesn't make a difference. I, Miriam, spoke about Moshe. Moshe, he shall not be called Adam. And what happens? Miriam got punished at the end that she had to be seven days outside with the time. So what happened over there? The answer is very simple. You spoke Lashon And even though, the question is why? Because Moshe Rabbeinu, every Jew is a Kadosh. And if he's Kadosh, if he's a holy, holy person, automatically, every, every single time a person speaks, you're speaking about something Kadosh, even though the person doesn't matter, he doesn't care, speak, whatever it is, doesn't make a difference. You're speaking about something Kadosh, Asud. That's what it is. And it doesn't matter if the, if the person has feelings towards it, or if the person has, doesn't have feelings towards it. And now we go to this week's parasha about the Menagli. What's the connection? Because the Menagli, we have a, 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 a claim. You guys should have learned from what? From Miriam. Miriam spoke about what? About Moshe, even though he didn't care. So you see, it's even though a person might not care. So you might say, to speak about the land of Israel, they don't care. It doesn't have emotions. 
Does it have emotions, land of Israel? Does it have, does it have emotions? Maybe it does. Yeah, does it? So right now, it doesn't have physical emotions. By the way, it doesn't have physical emotions. So if it doesn't have physical emotions, you might say, oh, what am I speaking about the land of Israel? Big deal. I can speak, I can speak bad about the land of Israel. Kamash Falan. You should have learned from Miriam from last week. Because Miriam, I didn't care. Doesn't make a difference if a person cares, not kids. It's Lashona. And this is the Hindu we're learning tonight. It's Lashona to speak about a place. I, I, I say this story again and again. It's a famous story that I, that I love saying because it's so truthful. There was once, I was buying, uh, like, a fast food out, whatever, something, something like small, like a pizza. I don't know what it was. And, and, uh, and somebody showed me on his phone, he's like, Rabbi, this, this pizza store, this, that, it's, uh, you, you, you want, so all of a sudden I see the review. You know, sometimes they have a review. On the review, I'm telling you, a whole thing. I'm not, you know, make sure your phones are filtered, this, that, that, that. I'm serious, make sure. But I, I, I saw somebody else's phone. Um, the review was, was just like, don't go to this place, it has cockroaches, as this, as that, a whole long list. And then I see who wrote it. It's a guy that I know is one of my main students. And I saw at the end his name, he put his name. Like, And any questions, speak to me, boom. I was like, wait, 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 he's one of my main students. I was like, oh my goodness, I can't believe this. I was like, I gotta tell him. Because now, it really, it, it, it's really, think about it for a second, it's, it's, it's something that you're speaking in bed about. It could be that one time where you went, there was something bad in that restaurant, whatever it happened to be, and now you're speaking about it, all your friends, oh, by the way, don't go there, don't go there. Ah, oh my goodness, I had a tomato, it was rotten, don't go there. So now, so now it's on Google, everybody's seeing, and this, that, or not even that, with amongst your friends. Google, I don't like Google. No, finish Google. I have to have a filter, I told you. But I'm saying, I'm saying at the end of the day, it's, it's a, 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 people, people will get it. So I read that. I said, I literally did not go after that review. I really didn't go. And, and at the end of the day, what happened was, I'll tell you what happened. I was waiting. Wait, wait, let me finish. Let me finish and I'll tell you. I'll answer you. I was waiting for the right time to tell him. You know, it's not the best thing. Anyway, I waited, waited, waited. One day, he comes to me. He said, Rabbi, I'm going through a surgery. I said, what? Said so they found the, the, uh, my mouth. It's this, that, that. After they have to cut and make stitches, this, that. I said, uh, that's crazy. He's like, yeah, I don't know. This, 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 that. So, um, so I said, listen, do me a favor. Did you do this, this? I told him. Did you place this review of this about a restaurant, this, that? He's like, yeah, that was me. So why? I asked him, why'd you do that? He's like, because they, they drove me nuts. I ordered my food. It came cold. It, I, they would lay on my food. They didn't sit us down until a half hour later. I was so upset. After that, I made just the whole thing boom. I was like, listen, I honestly think if you make tshuva right now, and you say to Hashem, Hashem, I'm going to take back the review. I'm going to speak to the owner. I'm going to get a mechila. I don't think I have to go through the surgery. I really think everything will be okay. And that's what happened. He went. He took the review off. He went to the owner of the restaurant apologized and said I wrote this review and no one knew because he, he responded back whoever this is contact me ASAP you know <laughs> it's something one of those reviews where if you see it you will never ever ever go in You'll, it's something disgusting <laughs> even if you had an appetite to eat you lost the appetite even if you were starving you lost the starvation <laughs> I can't eat no more you know what I'm saying so, that was how crazy it was he went he went ahead he called the owner he asked me a lot from the owner and that's what happened it's a true story and that's what happened and that, so you cannot speak about Lashonara, not only about a person, about, about, uh, um, he did not have a surgery, no. He did not have a surgery. But the thing is, 
the point trying to make is that a person might think, oh yeah, you can, you know, oh the guy doesn't care, or the lady doesn't care, I can speak like doesn't care, doesn't care, does it offend you if I, if I call you very, very chubby? You know, you're chubby, is it true? It's true, you know, do you, do you care? You might, you might say, uh, you know, you might say, oh no, you don't care, no. That, that's, that, that's his fame, that's his, uh, that's his fame, you know, they call me, uh, chubby chub chub, you know, oh, so, uh, you know, chub, she's so chubby, you know, that's his nickname. No, you can't do that. Why? Because at the end of the day, it's not about you. It's about a person you have to understand. You're saying something derogatory. You're saying something derogatory, anything derogatory. And therefore, that we say, that's the connection between Miriam. That's the connection between Moshe being Anav. And that's the connection between Meraglim right after. Why? Because the Meraglim should have learned from Miriam that even though Moshe didn't care because he was Anav, still... She got punished. So too, don't speak about Shalah. Even if there's no emotions, a person attached to emotion, Israel, or a restaurant, it's a suit, you're not allowed. You're not allowed to speak about It's a suit to speak. It's a suit to speak. Now you have to learn the laws about Torah and things like that. This is the first concept. This is the second concept I'd like to speak about. And that is the name Yoshua. Yoshua, we know that his name was Hoshea, and it changed to Yoshua. So one of the Fashim explains that we know is that why did Moshe Rabbeinu pray? For Yoshua specifically. Of course, it was his main student, but there was another reason. And that is, a, a, a student learns from his rabbi everything. A student learns from his rabbi everything. That, that's the way it works. You know, one, uh, you, that, that's the way it works. You, you, you go to your Rebbe's house, you see him doing ABC, you do that. You know what I'm saying? Oh, I saw the way he made a mozi. He made it like this. And you start questioning, Oh, Rabbi, why'd you make a mozi like this? And why'd you, why'd you put the bread this way? And why'd you put the bread that way? And how many times did it in the salt? And you remember that. And that's etched in your memory. You're like, Oh, when I come to my Shabbat table, that's exactly what I'm going to do. So a Rebbe, a Talmud always learns from his Rebbe. Everything. Everything. So that being said, Man, if you look at the Gemarot, it's the, it's the, it's the craziest things, how, 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 the wildest things, I should say. The wildest things, how even the smallest things, the Rebbe says to, 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 to the, the Talmud says to the, to the Rebbe, I have to learn, I'm sorry, I have to learn. It's like, what? What are you doing here? I have to learn. I have to learn. Anything, you know, I'm not going to say what, but, yeah, yeah how you got? The, the Rebbe, the Talmud, the, the Rebbe says, what are you doing here? He screams at the Talmud, what are you doing here? It's the wrong place to be. Listen, I need to learn, I need to learn. <laughs> you know, he wants to learn everything from the Rebbe. Now, that being said, what do we know? We Moshe Rabbeinu was very, very humble. And since he was very, very humble, what happens? What happens now? He's very humble. What happens is, so now, Yoshua is learning from Moshe how to be humble. So you might say, now that he's learning how to be humble, he's not going to say his voice. Because what? There's something called a misplaced humility. What does that mean, misplaced humility? Sometimes in your life, you're going to go through situations where you can't misplace the, the humbleness. I'll give you an example. Imagine you're sitting down on the table, Haz Shalom, and this is what happens. You're sitting down on the table, and then somebody speaks about, ah, the rabbis, ah, they say something. It happened once to me. They're sitting there when I was younger. The guy says, Ah, Rabbi. If you hear that, one second, one second, one second, one second, one second. So you might be the most humble guy. I'm the youngest guy on the table. I'm only 19. It's not respectful for me to say, but in. But no. You gotta, I'm not being humble right now. This, that's a wrong, wrong humility. Excuse me. Our rabbis are kadosh. Our rabbis are holy. We don't speak about the rabbis, the holy rabbis like that. 
You understand what I'm trying to say? You gotta put your foot down a little bit in that situation. What do you mean? I'm humble. How can I say anything? I'm only 18 years old and they're, 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 they're already 28, 29, they're 38. How could I say something to an older person than me? The answer is you're misplacing humility. It's the wrong spot to place it right now. It's wrong. Because if you don't get up, then you don't say what you have to say. And this is my voice. Then if you don't have a voice, I'm sorry. Sometimes it's going to mess you up. There was a couple that I know. There was a couple that I know. I know this first-hand story. How the child was in a certain yeshiva and he was growing well. And one of the, one of the parents said, I'm going to take this boy and put him in a different place, which wasn't religious. It wasn't religious. The boy was going religious. The father didn't like the, the way he was turning. I'm putting him in a non-religious school. Now, now the mother has to get involved. The mother's a religious lady. No. Whatever my husband says. But right now, you, 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 your kid can come, be, your kid's gonna become corrupt. It's gonna go to a non-religious thing. It's gonna be corrupt. It's gonna be corrupt, I'm telling you. Nope. I don't go against. Why? Because she's so humble that she can't go against, she doesn't have a voice. That's misplaced humility. And how do you know when it's misplaced and not misplaced? When somebody is, 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 is if somebody's gonna prevent you from going against Hashem, if somebody's preventing you from going forward with Hashem, just know right there, excuse me, don't, don't, don't tell me to be humble right now. This is not the place right now. I'm gonna be strong. Why? It says, call to me hacham, shino eres, to me hacham. Where does it say that? Davdal on the top of the page. It says, to me hacham. That's not strong as Erez, as, uh, uh, it's not strong, Kepatishi Fatsetzel, the Pasuk says, Kibazel, exactly. Kibanea Barzel. What does that mean? The rocks are what? The rocks are metal. So the Gemara says, wait, 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 wait. The, the rocks are metal? They're talking about Israel. They're talking about the, the, the what does it mean the rocks are metal? It doesn't mean the rock is metal. The rock is, is not metal. Atikri Abanea Ela Boneha. Barzil. What does it mean, Bonea Barzil? The people who are holding up the world, the learners, they have to be like Barzil. They have to be what? Sharp, like an ox. Like if, if, if somebody's going, if somebody's going to veer them off, heaven forbid, and, 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 and think and say and this and that against Hashem, I'm sorry, my humility, don't, don't tell me to be humble right now. Oh, who do you think you are? How'd you get up and do that? No, 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 one second, one second. You're going against God? I'm sorry. Put my humility on the side. God comes first. I'm so sorry. Mehila. I, 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 I can't stand for that. There was once I was I was I was a young boy and I had like you know when you're you're in high school you're like a freshman and there's a senior so the senior was driving and he was driving one of his friends one of his friends said okay can you stop over there for a second he stopped he said where are you going I got to pick up something he came in with a slice of pizza non kosher slice of pizza and I remember I'm sitting in the back and the guy the guy is like a like like a, like a sadiq of a guy like you know one of these like humble guys this that. Right away when the guy came in with the pizza inside his car, he's like, that's not kosher pizza in my car! Get out! Get out! He went nuts! And I'm sitting in the back, I was like, Shema Yisrael, Shema Yisrael. And I'm thinking about this guy, this guy doesn't open up his mouth for nothing. All of a sudden he's going wild now? I never heard him like this. This is wild. How does he open up his mouth like that? You know, he's like one of those guys, like like those the, those guys that are really, really like reserved, they don't say nothing. Like, and all of a sudden he's popping up out of nowhere and going crazy. He's like, what happened? This is a time where we say, I'm sorry. That's considered misplaced humility. There's humility at the right times. 99.999% of the time is humility. But there's a 0.001%. And that is when you have to go against the grain. And that, and what? 
No, you should do that when it, when anybody is going against God in in any in any way in any way. That's a good point. But any but right now you have to understand it, 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 it irked him so much. It irked him so badly that you're understanding if if if. if the way you, the way you love Hashem, how much, how much love? What's the barometer? Like when you know somebody, somebody's doing something wrong against them, and it, and it irks you and it hurts you. You don't say, "Oh, it's not me that's doing it. Let him do the avera." No, if he's doing the avera, he's hurting my father. I, I'm hurt. You got that? How, how do you know your level of, of of love of God? How do you know you? How do you know love Hashem so much? If somebody does something against Hashem, let's say he does avera, does it bother you? Well, no, it's his avera. It's time he goes to Gehenna. I don't have to go to Gehenna. So you care about you. it's good. It's a level. You care about yourself. You don't want to go to Gehenna, but 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 your love of Hashem is is a little bit lacking. How do you love Hashem? How do you know your barometer of loving Hashem is so great when it hurts you when anybody is doing a avera? That that's when I know your love is so great to Hashem. It's a high level. It's a very high level. I'll give you an example. I'll give you an example. Perfect example. It says, There's going to come days that I don't desire these days. Which of these days? You know what the Gunah says? Elu yimu de Mashiach. What? That's the days of Mashiach? Why well, don't want desire these? Don't, don't we say Mashiach now, Mashiach now. Don't, what is it? Mashiach now, what does it say? Mashiach, Mashiach. What does the song go? You don't know the song? Mashiach, Mashiach, Mashiach. Ay, 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 ay. Right? And then now. Right? That's what it goes. Right? You have it or no? So at the end of the day, so why are we saying that we don't desire these days? You know what the answer is? The answer is when Mashiach comes, well, we're going to shech the Yetzirah. We're going to do shechita on the Yetzirah. Look at the Gemara and Dafnun Bet and Sechet Sukkah. We're going to do shechita on the Yetzirah. Now there's no Yetzirah, there's no challenge. When there's no challenge, the reward is not there anymore. So then we say, wait, our reward is not as great anymore. So then now you do a mitzvah, there's no Yetzirah. Oh, come learn. Okay. <laughs> oh, come, come to the mitzvah. Okay. Come to Shacharit morning, 7 o'clock, we have a, we have a learning. Okay. Uh, uh, give charity. Okay. Do, any mitzvah is going to be the easiest thing because there's no Yetzirah anymore. So then there's no challenge. Then you don't get the reward anymore. Like the uh, you, no, so if that's the case, so why, why do we want Mashiach now? We want Mashiach now, but why do we want Mashiach now then? You hear the question? It's a good question, no? It's not a question, no? You know what the answer is? No. I'll tell you the answer. The answer is that you have to understand in life there's something called Team Hashem. Team Hashem. We are not living. We are not living for ourselves. Even though, you know, it's good. We have great lives. But we're living for serving Hashem. And when Mashiach comes, every person that doesn't recognize Hashem is going to recognize Hashem. And if that's the case, I want Mashiach now, even though I'm going to sacrifice my ultimate reward from doing mitzvot and getting so much reward, I'm willing to sacrifice because I love Hashem so much, I want everybody to serve Hashem. And when Mashiach comes, everybody's going to serve Hashem. And that's why I want Mashiach now. Because I want Mashiach now so every single person in the world can go serve Hashem. And I'm not being selfish. Because I really want it. Why do you want it? Because now, everybody's going to know Hashem is one. I made up a song, I'm going to tell you my song that I made up when I was 19 years old. I was in the halls one time, and there was my yeshiva, and then all of a sudden, one, 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 one Sunday morning, I hear a guy singing the, the lyrics, the song. I was like, whoa, I can't believe it. He loved the song. The song goes like this. Please Hashem, send the Mashiach. Please Hashem, send the Mashiach. So that people will know 
that you are the one, you're the one, only one, you're the one. Yeah? The words that everybody knows, send the Sheikh, why? Because you're the one, you're the only one. You're the only one. And that being said, people recognize that you are the one. Shema Yisrael Adonai Adonai Ahad No, Hashem, you're one. And even the most non-religious person out there in the world that doesn't even know, it's Tinoch Shibai, you might say, doesn't know anything. Moshiach comes, he's going to know something. And that being said, that's why I want Mashiach. So, not, not selfish. Because everybody, and that being said, what should hurt you? When somebody's going against Hashem, it should, you should feel a pain. It should hurt you. Uh, I can't believe you're doing that. It's like, imagine somebody has to stabs your dad. Imagine, what would you do? What would you do if somebody takes a knife and starts stabbing your dad? He, he, he's, not, he's not killing him, but what would he do? He stabs him a little bit. Ah! Oh. And he falls like, ah! Oh. Ah! Oh. And he keeps on stabbing. Ah! Oh. Ah! Oh. What are you going to do? It's going to hurt you. Yo! You better stop! You know what I'm saying? Hey! Yay! So imagine the guy's getting non-kosher in your face, right? I'm giving an example. He says, yo, bro, eat some non-kosher with me. Come on! Take a bite! Hey! Now, don't, don't be humble now. Oh, I'm humble. Okay, no problem. You said I should do it. I'm going to do it. No! Get out of here, you crazy? Understand what's going on over here? Yeah, yeah. And that being said, now we know why. Now we know why. Why did Moshe Rabbeinu pray for Yoshua? Because Moshe Rabbeinu had a great student, Yoshua. And Yoshua was named Hosea, and he learned everything from Moshe. And one of the qualities that Moshe knew of himself was humility. And therefore, maybe Yoshua will be misplaced in humility. And maybe, as for Shalom, he won't say anything when the, when the spies speak bad about the land. Maybe he won't be strong and say something against them. So therefore Moshe Rabbeinu prayed. We're taking the name of the Yud, the Yud of Hashem, Yud Kevavke, the Yud, and put it in front of what? Of Yoshua. It's going to be Yoshea. Now the question is where? Where did we take the Yud from? Everybody knows. Where did we take it from? From Sarai. Her name was Sarai. In the beginning Sarai's name was Sarai. Everybody knows we took it, and when the Yud was leaving Sarai's name, what did she say? The Yud went to Hashem and said, Wait, I'm by Sadeket, where are you going to put me? She says, No, you would end the last letter of the Sadeket. Now we're going to put you in the first letter of Sadiq, in Yoshua, the first. Wow. All right? And the question is, why Sarai? Why Sarai out of all the what? Out of all the people in the world, why Sarai? Why take the Sarai? Because, so remember what Sarai did. Sarai had a son. And her son was what? Yitzhak. And she saw Yitzhak was getting influenced by who? Ishmael. And she had to stand up and say, Abraham, your son Ishmael that you had from a God, I need him out. You know how hard that is? You know how hard that is for a woman to get up and say, by the way, you know, your, your son right there, he's influencing our son, I want him out. You know how hard that is? Think about it for a second. Imagine, imagine a, a lady's married and the, and, and, and the person has another son, he has another son. And all of a sudden she, she tells him, I want your son out. You know how much guts you have to have? You have to break down that humility of what? The misplaced humility. And Sarai did that. Sarai said, Abraham, I'm so sorry, I love you very very much, but this is not continuing like this. He has to get out. Wow, you were you you strengthened yourself, and you didn't misplace your humility. We're gonna take Sarai, and we're gonna take that Yud, and we're gonna say, my dear Yud, Yoshua, learn from Sarai. And when it comes to misplacing humility, don't be humble now. This is not the time. Every other time, be humble. Now is not the time. Now I'm gonna step up. Excuse me, we don't do that. We don't do. That's not what we do. Rabbi Dagmi, you know Rabbi Dagmi? I want to tell you a story with him. 
I dagged me one time. We were in the yeshiva, and there was one nutcase. One nut, he looked normal. Nut, there was a nutcase. There was one guy. He went over to the rosh yeshiva, and he literally got he got he got he got a little fight, little little screaming a little loud with the rosh yeshiva. I remember Mary dagged me. What did he do? He went up to his face, literally to this guy's face, and says, "Out of here, get out." We don't talk like that to the rabbi. Ow! Because he was so disrespect. I was like, wow, you know, you can imagine him doing it. He has it up. That's what he did. He got up. He says, yeah, out of here. Why? And he's a humble, humble person. No, no, no. It doesn't, now, it's not the time right now. You have to know when to use that humility and when not to use humility. You're going against God? You're going against Hashem? I'm sorry. My humility is going to go on the side and I'm going to be, uh, how do you say, shminit shminit, the, the little bit of, 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 of strength that I have. Like the Gemara says, on the Dalit, on the top over there, that you have to be hazak. You have to be strong. You have to be strong. You can't be, oh, okay. No, 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 no. This is not Allah. We're not veering off the Allah. No, but Rabbi, please, this is not, I'll give you a donation to the shul. Rabbi, please give it a head. No. This is not Allah. This is not Allah. No joke. This is not Allah. This is not Allah. One guy comes, yeah. Rabbi, how much? I was like, what do you mean, how much? The Allah is no. No, no, but how much for the shul? How much? I tell like what are you, what are you told? I, I didn't understand what he said until somebody told me, you know, Rabbi. Sometimes you know, you give a donation, this that, you know, let it get hit. I, like, I, I never heard of such a thing in my life. I never heard of such a thing in my life. There's no such thing when it comes to the name of Hashem. That's it. Hazat. Finish. Done. And if you look in the Haftarah, it says the same thing. Where do we see it? The Haftarah in this week's parasha, it says, "Vayisal Yeshua Benun." Yeshua is now. Now this is Yeshua sending. It says, he sent Miraglim. If you look at the Pasuk, it says, in the Haftarah, it says, Cheresh Lemor. They went Cheresh. Now some people learn it, Cheresh, Cheresh. What, what is that? Okay. How did they go in the, when Yeshua sent spies? Now, now the Haftarah. When Yeshua sent spies, they went in like Cheresh, Cheresh. Um, the way you read it, like what? Cheresh is like they walked in death. Meaning they made believe they're not, they're minding, they mind their own business. They mind their own business. They're not, they're not, they're not, uh, they're not hearing anything. They, they, they're just like cheresh. They get it. Cheres is is uh, um, p- a pottery. So so the question is, what is what is pottery? Oh, because they made believe they're selling like they're selling pottery, and they were able to sneak in as 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 slaves. Now the rabbis learn this is how to be successful in serving Hashem. What from this pasuk? How do you learn from this pasuk? Listen carefully to what I'm telling you. The way tumah tara works. Tumah a metal. Let's say for example you have a metal uh, a metal cup. Right back in the day, I'm saying back in the day when you had a tumah tara, if you had tumah touches the outside, the whole cup is it's tameh. The, the the cup is tameh. But when if it, if it was an earthen vessel, if it was like chiheres, if it was a pottery vessel, the outside doesn't become tameh until the tumah touches the actual inside. Why is that? Because metal has value. It is value. So therefore, you can make tumah. Earth doesn't have value. Where's the value at? When you make a cup, the value of the earth now, because it's earthenware, it's pottery, is inside. So now what becomes tameh? The tum'ah can only be only if it's inside. Only if the tum'ah enters inside. Outside if it touches? No. Inside, yes. Why? Like I told you. I give the hejbon. Good? Good? So that being said, what happens is, sometimes people, what? They're always worried about the outside. And they're never thinking inside. Somebody gave me a line today. He says, you know, when I was in my 20s, somebody tells me this. When I was in my 20s, he's like 60, you know. When I was in my 20s, I used to care what people think, this, that, 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 that. 
Now he gets older. He's like, I realized when I was in my twenties, nobody even cared what I did. You know, what I'm saying they didn't care. Everybody's thinking, oh, oh, if I do this, what is they going to say? What about that? What about that? Like, oh, nobody cares what you. Do. No, nobody even thought of that. You know, what I'm saying, oh, if I if I go over here, what's going to be? I'm gonna, you know, what I'm saying, like, what? Just do your thing. You know, like what? <laughs> you want to get old? When you get older, you start thinking like that. So therefore, one of the ways to serve Hashem is you got to understand something: the outside influence, the outside uh, outside bad influence. I should say, don't let it affect the inside. Don't let it affect the inside because the inside is pure. The outside world out there, there's so much tuyot out there that's going on. So you don't want the outside influence, the bad influence to affect you. So that's like the heres. Be like the heres. Protect your inside. Especially your homes. Your homes have to be protected. What do I mean by that? Nowadays, it used to be, uh, back in the day, it used to be a guy has a TV. Okay, fine. He, he's, it's not protected. But but in the bathroom, he can't take the TV. You understand? The big thing, not the TV. Now, what happens? The the phone is so it could be such a, a distraction and such stuyot it can affect the person inside his house and you can't even know, you don't even know what's going on with your brothers with your sisters with your kids with your parents with your wife who knows and therefore as as, as to be successful as a, as a Jew you have to make sure everything is uh, uh, controlled everything is filtered everything is monitored you can't just have it happen like that you got to understand something there's a crazy world out there we're living in because there's so much technology of stuyot you got to be able to uh, a filter that and filter it I'm saying I'm being very serious you gotta get that filter there's Gentech there's Tech there's a million things they can do but filter but not only you you have to practice your home excuse me Dad, Ma, what are we doing over here you can't do that I'm, 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 uh, I'm getting influenced by by seeing you I'm trying to eat dinner and all of a sudden you're texting uh, me I'm here I'm right here Dad. you don't have to text me <laughs> you know, I'm giving you an example you know, get my, my point I'm giving you an example that's why you have to be very, very protected that's the Hedesh but the next thing is Hedesh what's Hedesh? Death Deaf. Heresh means deaf. That, that's heresh. What's the heresh? Heresh is deaf. What does he mean? A lot of times, you're going to do things in your life, and, and it's very, very helpful for you. And then people are going to try to stop you. And then you have to be like a deaf person. Heresh. I'm not listening. You heard? People, you know what they say? Ignore the naysayers. You ever hear that statement? Ignore the naysayers? You want to do something in life. I'll tell you a story. I had a friend of mine. I, I said, what happened? He said, my father's distracted me a lot, a lot, a lot of my time. I was like, why? He's like, yeah, you know, every time uh, he wants me to do this for the business, that for the business, but I'm not even in the business. So I was like, so what's the problem? He's like, I'm, he, he was already reaching like, he was getting older. The guy was getting older. His father was in the 70s, he's like in the 50s, 40s, late 40s, 50s. And he's telling me, well, I said, one day he went to his father and said, Dad, I know I've been listening all, the, all my life now. But I want to tell you something. He did it in a nice way. He opened up to his father and said, Dad, I'm getting older. I need to focus on my Ganadin. He told his dad, I know, I know you grew up in, 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 a, in a time where, where, where it wasn't so much, but, but now I'm focusing on my Ganadin. I need no distractions if you don't mind. Please. So he's like, at, at, an, at a respectful way. And he told his dad, Dad, you should know, when I learn and when I do mitzvot, you automatically get why? Because meaning to say that what? Any, any mitzvah that a son does, or a daughter does, for that matter, then automatically the father and mother reap the benefits of that. That doesn't mean that now I could sit down, oh, I have a son as a rabbi, let me chill. No, it doesn't mean like that. You have also din hajbon. What it means is you get extra credit. You get extra credit. 
You know, you, you ever have a test, extra credit, 99, you got to, all of a sudden you get 108. How'd you get 108? It's only 100. You got extra credit, eight points. But what is that? That's when your son does good. So he told his dad, dad, this is what's going on. Let me focus on my Ganadin. If I focus on my Ganadin, then I get more and more, and you get more and more dividends, everything. And therefore, Rabotai, I like to just go over and sum up what we said, and we'll end off with this. You ready? Like this. First, the beginning of class, we learned that what? We learned that there's a, a, a connection between Miriam, Moshe, and, and, and Moshe was Anav, and the Meraglim. That you can't speak Lashon Everybody knows this, but what's the connection? That even though the person might say, yeah, speak Lashon about me, I feel it. it doesn't make a difference. You're not allowed to speak Lashon One of the reasons is, you're speaking about Hashem's child. You cannot do that. You cannot do that. There was one time the Gemara says, that what? There was an ugly, ugly man. Very ugly. Hashem sent him like Eliyahu Navi, but he was, he was dressed a very, very ugly man. And the rabbi told him, how, how ugly are you? Is all, all, oh yeah, is all your, all your people, which page? Which page? Huh? Huh? Alright. So he says... Okay, let's go on. When you guys get it, you tell me. So he says like this. So he says, he's so ugly. So he says, you know know, know what he answered him? Tell the one who created me. You hear that answer? Tell the one who created me. I'll only forgive you until you tell the one who created me how ugly you made me. So now he's saying, Hashem, look how ugly. He's saying, I didn't make me. He should made me. What do you want from me? So therefore, he's trying to say that he's a creation of Hashem. You can't just uh, uh, degrade it. Second thing we learned was what? About what? About don't use misplaced humility. Which means, like we said, why was Sarai, we know it was from Sarai, they took the youth. But Sarai did something that was above the grain. And she told Abraham, even though she was humble, excuse me, she put her voice down. Yishmael is influencing his hawk. I want him out. Wow, that's already strong. Don't miss the miss people. And the last thing is to be successful. Remember from the time Yoshua sent them an Aglim to go spy into Israel. What happened was they went like Heresh, Heresh, Heresh. What does that mean? Heresh, Heresh. They went Heresh. They were like, like selling pottery. But also Heresh, they made themselves like what? Not listening to anything. That's a successful person. That what? That you look, we said the inside. Focus on the inside and don't get influenced on the outside. And be like a Hadesh. Sometimes you have to be like a deaf person and not listen to the naysayers that want to try to pull you down. Ah, what are you doing? There's no purpose for it. Not gaining anything. No, 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 no. This is what I'm doing. Nobody's stopping me. Bezashem, we remember these lessons. We'll be very, 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 very successful. Bezashem, have a good one. You've just experienced another Torah class brought to you by TorahAnytime.com.